Wow. <laughs> did you start recording? This is like my biggest nightmare is JC makes all of these sounds and like I'll just be walking around the apartment and I'm, I hear like <laughs> and now it's literally just in my ear. What's up guys? Welcome back to Working Title. I'm your host, Margot. This is a podcast where every episode, I was about to say every week, psych, every episode, let's keep it real. We dive deep into a different topic of just different things that I'm kind of exploring at that time in my life. Um, I just graduated. You know what's crazy? I'm not a recent graduate anymore um, in like two weeks that's really terrifying (laughs) I've been riding this wave of being like yeah like I just graduated so like I don't really know what I'm doing but now there's a new class of graduates so I kind of feel like I have to know what I'm doing and that's like the scariest thing in the world if anyone else is a 2020 graduate you feel me I guess we can still ride like the yeah I graduated in COVID wave Um, but that's terrifying that there's a new class of recent grads and they're, they're taking our place. There's actually something super comforting and being like, I just graduated, so I don't have anything figured out. Well, that's too bad. (laughs) On that note though, congratulations to anyone who is graduating right now. I feel like I know a ton of people graduating just because, you know, it's the grade below me and I have some friends that took a semester year off that are graduating and it's super exciting I wish you guys the best but I am mad at you for taking my recently graduated title away from me but I'll get over it speaking of college I thought that this would be a great time to do an episode on it as you guys know if you listen to the first episode of working title Something that I really struggled with leaving college was figuring out what my identity as a content creator was. And even past a content creator, like I just always knew myself as being a college student and I loved being a college student. But when I, you know, would talk to adults or people in the professional world, um, that was always my identity and actually something that I had to work on when I was in professional settings and meeting people that were definitely way out of college, like mid to late 20s, 30s, 40s. I would introduce myself as like a college student and it started to become hindering where like I had to recognize that I was so much more than that. I had to work on like segmenting that part of me and knowing that I could be other things other than a college student. Anyways, that's a tangent, but I thought that this kind of year anniversary from my graduation would be a really good time to talk about my college experience from like an outside perspective where I feel like I've really only talked about college when I was in it and that's kind of like who I was in the moment and then once I graduated I had this panic of like okay you're not in college anymore and you need to ditch that identity so like move on and figure out what's next but I wanted to take some time to reflect on it really look at it critically and think like, all right, was this worth it? (laughs) What did I actually get out of this? Just giving myself space to look at that experience in a different light. 
than I never did when I was actually a student and just kind of in the thick of it. So for today's episode, I knew that I wanted my guest to be my roommate, JC, um, for a couple reasons. One, we were roommates for one and a half years in college. So we lived together sophomore year and then we actually went abroad together. So that was for a semester junior year. Um, And of course, now we're living together in New York. So we kind of have shared experiences and we've had a lot of conversations like this before. And I really love her outlook and her um, some of her anecdotes about being a student. We had very different majors. I was an advertising major um, and JC was a art major. So I think that's interesting to kind of hear different perspectives and how we both had similar but different takeaways from college. And also, I just want you guys to get to know JC. She's a fun girl. Um, Obviously, she is my roommate. I love her. We spend so much time together and I haven't really had her on the podcast. She was in the Hunt episode um, when we were finding our apartment. That's actually one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, I thought that this would just be a really fun episode to do with her. Before I jump into this conversation with JC, and I swear it'll be soon, I'm anticipating getting a lot of questions about what I studied, where I went to school. So I'm just going to answer that right now. I went to Syracuse University. Specifically, I was in the SI Newhouse School of Communications. I started out in broadcast digital journalism. Um, I think by the end of my freshman year, I kind of learned that it wasn't really for me. I went to a, a majors day where you got to hear different people talk and fell in love with advertising. Obviously, those professors did the best job at selling their major, which makes sense. So I switched to advertising and absolutely loved it. I had an emphasis in digital advertising. You could choose creative, a bunch of different types, but I went with digital. And then for my minor, I minored in the I school, which is kind of like our tech management school. And the specific minor was called information management and technology. So I learned about team management, data management, analytics, coding, front end web development. I actually do have pretty good basics in coding. So that's something that maybe this summer I can work on. Um, I know I'm working with Skillshare on YouTube in a little bit, and I have so many different courses that I want to take. So I think I'm going to put coding high up in the list. I'm also working on a website. That's going to be another episode, but both my major and my minor were super applicable to what I'm doing now, which is really cool. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. And last disclaimer before we jump into this conversation is I recently got microphones for my like recording setup and they're a little bit dodgy and depending on where you hold the microphone, it's going to either be really quiet or really loud. So because the microphones are super sensitive, you might hear throughout the episode um, the voice is getting louder and softer. So I did my best in post-production to fix that, but just bear with me. I'm probably going to get a stand, but I don't know. Holding a microphone is just so much more fun. I feel like Hannah Montana. With that, um, here's JC. JC, welcome to the pod. Thanks. (laughs) Great. Should I be like a new saying? Great to be here. Like... So JC and I are in our New York apartment. We're roommates. 
this has been a long time coming. JC has been my hype man in between every episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were about to say in life and I was like, no. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. But like specifically for this project and we'll get into why your brain is like more project oriented. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. JC has been my hype man, hype woman throughout my podcast because I need it and I'm feeling way more comfortable. We tried to record this episode earlier it was good it was good but like i scattered yeah scattered so anyways i want to talk a bit about your major because i think it's really interesting navigating the first year after college because you're like okay i just went to college for four years and i'm i was studied this this was my like identity as a student and now i'm in the real world and like how much of myself do I want to cling to that identity and how much do I want to be like, that was a great four years. Like let's try something new. Um, and obviously college is super expensive. It's time consuming. It's like, I mean, that's your life for four years. So like you don't want to just throw it away. I think you do a really great job at like leveraging your major, but not taking it too seriously. That's nice. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. So what was your major? So I was a studio arts major, um, which is a really broad way of saying art. Um, I graduated with BFA and then I minored in entrepreneurship in Whitman. So both really broad things. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be buckled down to anything. Like I didn't even want it to be painting or like drunk. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Basically, I would work in the studio all the time and all my classes consisted of art classes and then business classes. I didn't want to take it too seriously because I think there's a lot of pressure where in my major, everyone wanted to be a professional artist. And one, my whole life, like I knew I wanted to do What does that mean? Like what is a professional artist? Couldn't tell you. Like (laughs) I could tell you, but I have such a different opinion. So with the traditional way of looking at a professional artist is, you apply for artists and residencies where you work at studios or galleries or whatever and they kind of give you like stipends or pay you very little to mm. kind of live there so you're not really paying rent or you're they pay for your supplies you make artwork and then you throw these shows and just pray that someone buys your work pray that like you get mm. discovered it's like seems like very stressful or you could work freelance and like apply for jobs or like get an art manager it's honestly really weird but it's so interesting to me that In an industry that seems so like vast and whatever the career path that you are like set up for in college is so linear. That always bothered me. And I'd come home and like complain to you about it because I always was like, why is that your one job? I've always looked at art and why I've always wanted to do it. Everything you look at in the world is art. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. Someone has to design that mirror. Someone has to design Mm -hmm. the way the chair is going to pull out. Someone has to design the fork that you use. Mm Like you could go into anything and there's a creative person behind any product brand any service any branding anything that is has a vision for it there there was that and then also someone always used this example to me where everyone speaks different languages but if someone held up a picture of an apple everyone knows what an apple is Mm -hmm. and that was always so beautiful to me where art is a universal language and pictures are so the possibilities were always endless so when I'd go to school and they'd be like you need to do this for this portfolio in this gallery or apply to this. And I was like, what the, I was like, why? Like, and they would call me a commercial artist because I saw myself working 
in fashion or branding or with magazines, but how I'd be making art for a magazine. How does that make me a commercial artist? I love the way that you talk about art because it feels very similar to how I thought about my major advertising at Newhouse. I love the major. Like I had a lot of fun in it. I wouldn't have done another major, but what I hated about it was it was so singularly focused on working at an agency after you graduated And I always knew that wasn't something that I wanted to do. It just, there was never a position that really stood out to me. Like I knew I wanted to do something that wasn't in like specifically in the advertising space. The way that I looked at the major and why I loved it so much is because whatever field you go into, you have to know how to sell something. And that's what you learned as an advertising student. You learned how to look at the insights. Why are people using this? How are different ways that you can look at a product or an idea or a service or whatever and like reshape it and sell it? So when I go out into the real world, like now, I'm going to have to sell something. Like when I'm doing my podcast, I have to sell a certain idea I'm doing. If I'm talking to my partner and I want to communicate something, I have to know where they're coming from, understand my audience. Like, you know, like it really helps you to to navigate the world. Yeah. And every time I'd bring up those exact concerns with art, because I was like, why would anyone want to buy my art? They don't teach you any of that. I feel like if we're supposed to be like just selling our art and being that starving artist, shouldn't we learn the skills to like kind of be a salesman Mm -hmm. about it? And they would look at me like I was a fucking alien. And that's why I minored in entrepreneurship. And I was going to minor in either advertising at Newhouse or business. And I felt like I needed more of a business degree just for life in the sense of like accounting and money. And like, I just didn't learn any of that in my college, whatever. Mm -hmm. So everything you just said has so much value to me. Um, and that's why I'd be called a commercial artist in my field because I was concerned at how people, like I wanted to sell my work and they were like, what? That was the other thing. Like, this is amazing. But my half my major and like all the teachers there were like, you should make art to make a change and make a difference and say something socially. Beautiful. Totally agree. Art is so powerful. However, who the fuck are you? Like, that's how I always felt. And I could be so different. And maybe this is my own like insecurity, but like, I don't have a platform to like share my art. So I could make all this art, put all this time and money into like something that I really care about. Like socially, like for me, like I'm more of like a feminist, whatever. I care a lot about women's rights. So if I made work about that, who's going to come to JC Sage's art show? No one knows who that is. No one knows who this college girl is. Like I could promote it. I mean, now TikTok's a whole different world, but like at the time I'm like, I have to sell first. I have to appeal to the masses first in order for people to care what I am saying versus other people in my major didn't even want to promote it on Instagram or social media. They were like, if they find it, it was meant to be. And they're going to like see my work. That's great. That's not me. Like, I just feel like you could be doing so much more. Or like if I created more of a platform or space in my industry, whatever that looked like, then I could say something in 10 years and people would actually listen and I could actually make a difference, which is still so important in that like community. But like, I don't know. I just, I never got that yeah something else about that that's really interesting is I always talk about how there's so much pressure on our generation to like create and be a business owner and a CEO and whatever that's great and as an artist like to represent yourself that's like the dream at least it sounds like in whatever but it seems like there was and 
please correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there wasn't enough conversation about joining a bigger team and being Ever. like the uh, the artist part and having that visual background and design knowledge of a bigger project, even if that's just how you're starting out and you're learning about like right. that marketing side. But it seems like, like I always bring up the idea of personal brand, but it seems like what they were teaching you is that to have a personal brand, you have to be independent rather yes. than like being a part of the team and still yes. holding your ground. Right. And like, that's what always bothered me was like for artists are always supposed to be out of the box. They were always putting you in a box of like, and giving you the same values of like being independent and being quirky. And it's kind of like, there's 50 people being independent and quirky. How independent and quirky are you? Like mm -hmm. that's kind of just, it was so weird. I, I always felt throughout college and this is just very personal. I was too artsy and weird for the sorority scene and I was way too sorority and like commercial for the art scene. So it's just like constantly, it was like, why do you have to put me in these boxes of things that you can like figure me out? Mm -hmm. So I just always felt like weird. But yes, yeah, I don't understand that logic. Um, that yeah. reminds me a lot of my Gen Z Catch 22 where yes. on one hand you want, you feel like you need to be like an overly branded person. I know we've talked a lot about how when you were creating collections, like yes. everything had to feel like it fit in the same box and it was very tight. But then the other part of you, you're like, wait, there's so much of this world to explore and like insert myself in all of these different places. But like, how can you do both and like succeed in their eyes? Yeah. Ugh. Can you share your Jocelyn story? Yes. So, well, one, I'll just do a little shout out. I could not have made it through my major without a few of the girls that were in my major. And one of them is my friend Jocelyn. And she's the coolest fucking person. Um, but she has these amazing sketchbooks. Like, I'm so envious of the way that she goes about her creative process. She carries mini sketchbooks, big sketchbooks, all these different sizes, always has one on her, always has these markers, pens, everything. They're beautiful. They tell a story. Every drawing she makes is stunning. Mm. So the way our major also works is we have these five-hour main classes with everyone in your major. So we have to make pieces for that. And that's kind of like your bigger practice and who you are and you get all this creative freedom. Jocelyn's like, it's so, it was sophomore year and she said, honestly, I love my sketchbooks. That's what I put the most time into. And there's an artist that now sell, oh my God, I'm getting all tongue tied. Now sells sketchbooks for like a couple hundred dollars, $10,000, $1,000. Like there are sketchbook artists out there that she was being inspired by. She puts those out for our midterm critique and gets roasted. Like our main professor was like, what is this? This looks like high school garbage. Any high schooler can make this. This is not artwork. And then we got into this whole philosophical question as to what is art, which is always so annoying about critique when you just literally leave the artist's critique to talk about some fucking bigger life thing. But basically, she was so upset because one, her critique was stolen from her where we were all talking about what is art. Mm -hmm. So she's just standing there like, what the fuck? Then getting roasted gets a shitty grade and then at the end of the semester makes this big painting because that's what art I guess we decided was and it's a self-portrait it was fine I love her sketchbooks personally I was like what is this and, and this is the commercial side of me who's buying this giant self-portrait of you like who like what, what how does that serve purpose I much more value your sketchbook of stories and learning about you in this story so Fast forward, summer passes, we get into our next year of this practice and the teachers change. We get into midterm critique and 
she's showing her paintings and they're like they pick up her sketchbook and the professors are going through it and they're like this is beautiful why aren't you showing your sketchbooks as your final works like this is so much more time like you could tell you care more like I feel like I'm getting to know you versus this painting like seems so flat 100% valid and Jocelyn goes well last year when I showed it they said this was high school garbage and that it wasn't artwork and they were like what when did I never got this memo that like Mm. sketchbooks couldn't be artwork and like all this stuff basically what we were saying and it was one of those things where thank god that that's the direction she was able to graduate with with a good grade but she had to change herself for a good grade even though it was such bullshit and it's kind of like that was my major in a nutshell is Mm. like we're constantly trying to police professors instead of them trying to like let us flourish we had to constantly which was so weird we're artists why do I have to like be the artist you want and like our professors range from ceramicists to printmakers like so we were constantly changing to their style and they were all so different so for me like art school was great where I got like facilities and you got like all this time in a studio and now looking for a studio it's so expensive and it breaks my heart that I had access to all this equipment that's thousands and thousands of dollars and like that's genuinely what I paid for um but school wise art school sucks like it kind of ruined me in some ways and like I don't really feel like I learned things for the better I don't know I I love that Jocelyn story because it so perfectly and clearly puts the moral of the story up front where it's like you are never going to please anyone yes there you know what I was thinking about the other day There is not one person in this world, including my boyfriend, who like (laughs) knows everything that I do and like we're on the same page about a lot of things, who is going to agree with all of my decisions and all of my opinions and there is no one in the world that I agree with all of their decisions. And like if there was like that'd be weird, like we'd have a problem recognizing that you will never be 100% understood and you always have to look out for yourself is such a powerful lesson because there are going to be things that you want to please other people with. And I deal with this all the fucking time because I feel like what I'm putting out there is being watched and critiqued and judged. And I want to please as many people as I can. But if I can accept the fact that as long as I am doing things that feel true to me and that I can walk away from and feel good about and not just do things because it's pleasing other people, that is what's going to make me happy. Not having other people's opinions because there's always going to be other opinions. And like with Jocelyn, like she knew who she was and she (sighs) knew what she was good at and what she loved doing. And she changed for other people, which I totally get. And that's why college is can be so frustrating because it feels like it should be one size fits all like oh my god all my friends are taking the same classes all my friends are doing great oh my god they love this professor everyone's obsessed with this class like why don't I feel that way why aren't I getting the same grades like whatever it's not one size fits all and it's great I, I think the structure felt really good for me because I loved having that structure right but being able to walk away the year after college and being like okay it doesn't matter that I got a C in my grammar class and literally it doesn't matter that I handed in this essay late and for Jocelyn it's fine that that teacher didn't like my sketchbook because that's who I am and I don't expect everyone to align with my opinions and it would be weird if they did yeah and honestly it's so sad because I've had the discussion with her like 
in between like when all that was happening and I was like please just do what you want to do like art wise and she was like I will but for this class I'm going to show what they want because I'm not paying all this money to get a C and like for me I've gotten C's in some of my classes and I just didn't give a shit because like I knew it was ridiculous and I was like I'm not putting time and energy into something that I don't give a shit about so um like and I don't really this is weird like I've just never really cared about grades because I always felt it like no one's looking at my grades right now like no one so um I never really cared but some people really care about that which is so valid and it depends on what you're doing later but so yeah she just did it for the grade and she still kept doing whatever she wanted to do and like if you care about your grades or you're dealing with professors or whatever I just feel like the biggest advice from that story is to keep doing what you love Mm. anyway because other people will love it too you know, sometimes in your life where you keep getting the same the same theme keeps coming up. Yes. Some a theme that keeps coming up for me and I just hosted this office hours for home from college, which is what I'm doing marketing for. And the lesson that kept coming up is don't wait for someone's permission to do something. I love that. And like I'm having conversations with all these different people in my lives where they're coming to this conclusion where it's like if you want your life to be a certain way or you want shit to happen, you can't wait for other people to say okay right now it's time to do this or okay you'd be really good at this you should do this like fuck that your life is not going to move at the pace that you want it to if you have goals and you're waiting for other people to tell you to do it which is why college can fuck you up because it's it is so systematic where it's like you're a freshman and these are entry-level courses and these are the grades you should get it then you're a sophomore and these are the classes that you take and like it makes you feel like I loved that structure because it made me get out of my head of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I taking the right classes? Am I spending my time doing the right thing? Because I knew that I was. But it also can hold you back so much because you're not really like being hypercritical about how you're spending your time and if that's something you want to do, which like there's a very fine line where that you can get crazy when you do that. But I don't know. I, I want to move past college and I'm curious kind of what your like biggest takeaways from that word because as much like critique haha Mm -hmm. as you have about art school I think you are probably a very different person because of it and like for the better like for the better and for the worse I'm sure like for any any college or major or whatever but well I wouldn't say for the worst because you were able to like recognize (laughs) well yeah I mean the one like worse I could say is I feel like it did stifle a little creativity or Mm -hmm. like and I feel like the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because we've had this discussion about your podcast where I'll get really stuck in my head about a project about like the collections we were talking about or whatever. And that's what art school ingrained in me where this has to connect. It has to fit this meaning and it has to be where like this. Where if you walk into of, a gallery, it's like, oh, this is all like, JCC. Yeah. Instead so, of like experimenting with different mediums, like, right. I don't know, line. I don't fucking know. But like, I can't even think of it now because I'm so... I have to make bears. (laughs) But um, yeah, meanwhile, when my mom looks at my artwork from when I was 12 to now, she knows it's me immediately because she's like, this is just so you. She can't even articulate it. She says, it's just you. I just know it's you. So that's pretty cool. But um, the good takeaway, and I say this about college in general and why it's important for those four years of like 18 to 21, 22, um, the people and like, getting out there and not living with your parents and being able to be frustrated with your teachers and seeing where that comes out. Cause 
the amount of discussions I've had like this with my art school friends has made me the person I am today where I can recognize that, what we're talking about now. Mm. And kind of like my dad also says, it might not feel like you learned anything in college, but they give you these tools or they put you in situations where you had to figure it out. And now if you're put in a situation like that, it's not as scary. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you're living out on your own and you're dealing with these things or the day-to-day of what am I going to do today? What am I spending my money on? Like, what am I putting my time into? Kind of prepares you for now. We're just Mm -hmm. thrown into the city and we still even feel like, wow, I could do anything with my life and I can put my money into anything I want. Like, that is nuts. I feel like we'd feel even crazier if we didn't have the four years of like figuring yourself out. Yeah. I want to say you don't have to go to college to do this, obviously. Like, JC and I both went to college and that was our experience over the last four years. I don't want to put pressure on anyone or make anyone feel bad because they're not going to college because everyone's going to have that, like, transformative experience, whether it's, like, traditional, non-traditional, you know, whatever. traveling, anything. Anything, yeah. Now, looking forward, do you want to share a bit about what your work is now? Because I think, like, it is literal prime example of being that, quote, commercial artist that, like, you always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, So I've always, I've seen myself in, like, a few different positions, and this is kind of one of them. But I work for Intercept Music, which is a small music label that works with big music labels like Universal. Basically, I am the merchandise artist, so I design band merchandise for their artists, and we offer like different marketing tools, and we help promote smaller musicians so that like Universal can take them over, because a lot of big labels like that don't get to sign so many talented people. So I love my job because one, I'm designing, and like I get to work with different clients and different genres like country r&b like pop everything um but two i'm helping other artists like Mm. make their like they send a message through lyrics and i get to put that visually Mm. so i love that i love my job and it's i love the people i work with really cool to learn about the music industry really interesting yeah but that is i'm an art my title is literally merchandise artist and like my major technically didn't like show you that, that show me option. yeah like they didn't even tell me any jobs that literally have title of artist and like my bigger goal in life or something I've always thought about was creative directing for something I care about could be anything but there I'm not even on the path for that with my mm-hmm. major technically that's also why I love my major because it's so broad that it applies to any creative position right all the most amazing things that I've gotten to where I am today is from college. Like meeting you, like rooming with you, traveling abroad, like, and then like work, like everything. So it wasn't college, it was me. It was you. It was basically (laughs) you. (laughs) So as much as I could shit on college all day and that's kind of like my surface level like go-to is like, why did I pay all this money to learn what Mm -hmm. and shit on art school all day? I would not be where I am without that. And I I would never do the whole thing over again. I wouldn't change anything either. So do you want to plug yourself? Plug myself. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I got so. JC, say it with confidence. Okay. Okay. That I actually do have to work on in my career. I'm doing freelance art creative projects for a few people right now and I am so timid about it um JC Sage on pretty much every well JC Ramson on Instagram I'm trying to fix it but um JC Sage on TikTok I'll say and 
if you you'll get a better understanding of how I don't want to put myself in a box and all my TikToks are just a bunch of random creative crap that I think is cool but yeah if you want custom artwork I'm now working on some rugs because rug TikTok infatuated me mm-hmm. um yeah I'm actually I got a commission from a few girls that when we went out they oh want God. me to make a rug for them congrats thank you that's awesome but yeah so you got to learn how to plug yourself as, or net, that's where networking and like selling yourself as an artist yeah the elevator pitch the, yeah the elevator important yeah we're gonna get to that yeah you I gotta that's do gonna that be a whole episode. that's like I need that yeah you need to teach me um all right well i've had a lovely time with you jc <laughs> thanks we're gonna turn off the microphone and, literally and just continue just our day yeah. yeah but um all right bye bye thanks for having me <laughs> i hope you guys loved that episode it was really great to hear jc's stories and anecdotes and hear more about her major just because it was so different from mine but the fact that we had really similar takeaways I'm really curious if you guys had similar experiences or takeaways from college I've been planning some future episodes with some really amazing people and really interesting topics in my humble opinion Um, so definitely subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that leave a five-star review and a little note. I love reading those. They make my day. That's literally like one of my guilty pleasures every day is I go on Apple podcasts and I read your reviews and it just makes me so happy. I feel like we have the cutest little community just being able to interact with you guys in my DMs, seeing you guys tagging the podcast in your Instagram stories. I love when you have like a little screenshot of the podcast and then show me where you're listening or what drink you're drinking it really makes me so happy so continue to do that and I love sharing those and yeah find me on Instagram to stay updated with my day today I'm posting a lot on YouTube also and I love you guys so much I hope you have the most incredible day or night or morning or week and month and year and I just I love you all right guys I'm getting choked up so I'm gonna talk to you in the next episode. Bye besties.